What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat Stand-Up here on this gorgeous Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and it's busy as all get out, man. Absolutely busy. We have some pretty interesting stories today. We kind of bounce around over the map here, and I'm going to I'm gonna trust you to weave them all together. First up on the menu, U.S. Treasuries blacklisted by German state as ESG law takes hold. This is an absolutely wild development out of uh, Germany, basically, you know, blacklisting U.S. Treasuries as we fail to uphold ESG standards. Stu, we'll dive into what's going on. Next up, the OPEC U.S. battle is back on. More fallout from the June 4th decision um, by Saudi to continue cutting. Next up, why you should doubt the U.S. Department of Energy. Sudden projection of falling natural gas demand. If it being the U.S. Department of Energy wasn't enough, um, we'll try to get some actual <laughs> numbers, uh, some actual reasons for why you shouldn't trust them. But uh, anything with the .gov uh, email, usually you shouldn't trust. That's usually my, if it's got a .gov in the URL, probably don't trust them. <laughs> that, that'd be no. my bet. I'm from uh, the government and I'm not here to help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next up, Ukrainian war zone villagers flee floods after massive dam destroyed specifically a nuclear facility. So Stu will cover the tragedy going on. Um, specifically around this Ukraine nuclear facility. We are uh, thoughts and prayers out to all those people. And then finally, American Airlines struggles with pilot deficit grounds 150 aircraft for the time being. Will this impact jet fuel demand? We will see. The answer is probably yes, but I think there are some other factors there. Um, Stu will then toss it over directly to me. I will cover briefly what's going on in the oil markets. Really, we saw kind of a choppy day for oil, 7171. Not much movement. We did get a, a EIA estimate of the EIA's numbers. So we will cover uh, what that crude oil inventory draw looks like on the other side, guys. But first, check us out online. World's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. It's where all the stories come from. Hit the description below for timestamps so you can jump around. If you automatically want to jump and figure out what's going on with American, boom, hit it there. You'll automatically hear us talking about it. You can also find articles, the articles that we will cover in the description below. Courtesy Studio does a great job of curating that. So does the team. You should hit dashboard.energynews newsbeat.com, the best place for all your data and energy news combo. Get it while you still can. Definitely going behind a paywall. So, you know, got to do that. Questions at energynewsbeat.com. Keep them coming. We appreciate everybody um, tuning in. Um, where do you want to begin, Stu? We got, this is, uh, is an interesting show. You're going to have to convince me how these all weave together. Uh, they may not, but they're going to be fun. <laughs> okay. The first one coming out of the block is U.S. Treasuries blacklisted by German state. As ESG law takes hold, there's like six German states, if I remember correctly. And when you sit back and take a look, one of the richest regions in Europe's biggest economy, and it's even home to the Mercedes-Benz group, as well as the Robert Bosch uh, group, adopted a new law investing sustainably on par with traditional criteria 
as profitability and liquidity. So it kind of leveled up the playing field. It's a decision that may affect as much as one fifth of the state's 17 billion or 18 billion U.S. of holdings as it pivots away from ESG laggards. Well, the reason why is it's they've added U.S. treasuries onto the list of banned products, which is makes up the majority of that 17 billion uh, or excuse me, it makes up a fifth um, as uh, most of that fifth of 17 billion, which is kind of crazy. U.S. treasuries are now not ESG friendly. That is correct. Oh, it's getting worse. And when you take a look at the energy policies of the Biden administration, they were considered ESG for so long because of the porculus bill. I mean, the Inflation Reduction Act, they can't it's not holding up around the world. Yeah, these articles at one point goes, we have there is 24 trillion around the world wrapped up in U.S. Treasuries. So now that's all not trillion trillion with the T. We'll take one of them. Stu and I will take one of them and we'll just. What's a trillion between friends? You and I started three years ago. We were saying, what's a billion between friends? Holy smokes. It's a billion chump change at this point. Oh, yeah. The gap between and then Biden inflation hit. The gap between EU and U.S. policymakers continues to widen, said Maria Godmer, a sustainable finance researcher at Bloomberg NEF. EU policymakers are now convinced that ESG risks are financially material while the U.S. such a premise will still vividly be debated. In fact, some U.S. policymakers see ESG investment strategy as only a way to push forward a liberal political agenda. You know what sustainable finance is code for? Uh, Single digit IRRs. Yes, (laughs) print money. Single digit IRRs, less returns for more capital. Here's some bullet points that are in this article, Michael. Municipal bond performance on track for worst May since 1986. Sweet. That's Jupiter awesome. Shorts, most dangerous treasuries, builds the cash pile. Pimco, BlackRock, uh, call into era of stable gr- uh, borrowing costs. Sweet, sweet. GOP's anti ESG theater draws coordinated re- retort from academia. Nice, Here's, nice. All things I love: BlackRock, Academia, you know, U.S. Yeah, you know, municipal bonds. Foot. I mean, this is that's state. That's a plethora of stuff I love. Oh yeah, but here's the thing: our article yesterday that we talked about was Nvidia when the ESG fund uh, went over there and Nvidia they is ESG. Oh, absolutely, the chip maker, hogwash. I'm going to call Pig Huey on this. It is not. So we're seeing ESG. Hypocrisy investing at its finest. If Indivia is ESG, then this show is ESG. If they can, if Indivia can get an ESG stamp, we should get a sustainable stamp. I'm trying to think of something funny, but all I could vision was uh, Gavin Newsom floating next to a penguin in an oil slick with his hair that he just down the Amazon, down the Amazon. What's next? Let's go to the next one here. Uh, the OPEC U.S. battle is on. This one is a, a, a nutty, nutty story. Saudi Arabia surprised June 4th announcement of an oil production cut pushed prices up a little bit. But there's an important counterweight to Saudi's heft in the global energy market, the U.S. producers. Hmm. The rumored death of American fossil industry was premature. 
While Biden talks up a green energy with policies, Biden also has acknowledged the importance of carbon fuel and softened his rhetoric toward an industry he once liked and unwelcome unwelcome dinosaur, kind of like one of my college uh, dates. When you sit back and take a look, the Saudi cuts are due to take in July, uh, could pull one million barrels from the market. But Michael, there's some other nuances that we covered in yesterday's show uh, about all of those. Uh, Oil prices ticked up uh, on the news to about $77 a barrel for Brent. Here's where uh, crude production in the U.S. peaked at 13 million uh, barrels per day at the end of 2019. And we kind of stuck around, I believe it was 11. And then Continental was providing 2 million of those barrels a day. So when you take a look, uh, now we're at 12.7. What's a billion barrels between friends? I don't know. Do we trust the EIA? I I think what's interesting is this. Saudi clearly wants to keep prices high. And in keeping prices high, you encourage U.S. shale. And it's going to be a game between WTI and Brent. The interesting part is WTI, as we covered on the show last week, is now merging with Brent. So Brent is now going to include WTI in its basket of goods, which is only going to lower that Brent price a little bit. Here's what you're also going to see. And I'm sorry for jumping in here. But we had the uh, Biden administration uh, rape and pillage the uh, SPR. And what I can see happening is instead of encouraging drilling, I could see them taking it down even further. Yeah. I mean, and they, they uh, probably will draw it down. I mean, they've, they've shown no apparent reason to want to build it up or even consider for yep. national security reasons. Yep. Okay. What's next? I'm going to go shoot myself in the foot on this next one here. Let's go over here. Why should you doubt the U.S. Department of Energy's sudden projection of falling natural gas demand? Oh, I believe you teased this one up just a minute ago on that other discussion, right? Mm, did you read ahead? Just kidding. The world's too green. This this article is pretty good because I don't trust the EIA. Uh, you know, they were... They had the rumors that they were misdoing numbers to help the election. This is some uh, very big uh, points right here. The two world's greenest governments, Germany and California, are using more gas than people realize, despite literally decades of trying to get off of this. Bloomberg reports how Germany is deepening its push to expand its capacity to import LNG. Reuters reports how the worst of its heat wave last September, natural gas generated over 60% of California's electricity. Wildfires blocked the sunlight. Here's a piece of tidbit. Why were there so many fires? Because the Sierra Club would not let them do um, forest management. Oh, Mm, it's the Sierra Club. What's yeah. interesting, though, is you've got to scroll down a little bit farther in the article yeah. here, Stu, and yes. you see the chart that basically shows the projections of natural gas demand. This is what they had in 2020, that, this in is 2021, the right here. in 2022, and 2023. And what you see is all of them from 2020 in the 2020, the 2020, you know, Andy, if you could fly up for people who are listening. Um, right. Go ahead and take this 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 graphic here and fly it up. But for those of you who are listening, you've got the 2020 projection, the 2021 projection, and the 2022 projection all positively sloped. 
right. starting in 2022 out towards 2027. Well, now their new update has demand dropping from 2022 to 2026. I'm going to pull a Scooby on this one. There is no way, especially with coal being shut down, gas is going to be going up. What do they know? Is it COVID round two? Now there's a conspiracy theory. I was going to say, where's the conspiracy around? Does the EIA know something we don't know? Well, they don't know energy. We know that. We know that they don't know energy. So it's hard pressed to know anything. Um, it's just okay. natural it, gas demand is going to go The down. article, let me read this one part, Michael. It, you nailed it. And that's where I was going with this thing. Because you see that one green line just about rated fall off the cliff like a lemming. Uh, when you dig into the numbers on the AEO 23, it all comes down to one thing. A Herculean expectation that solar not just in capacity, literally explodes in actual generation. Not going to happen. Per yeah. year, the U.S. Department of Energy has said solar generation booming over 9% and wind rising over 35 And now natural gas is declining by one6 Somebody sat down in a boardroom with a crayon broke the crayon and then tried to draw something else again on this. We need to send them a new box of crayons. They let the intern have the access to the model. And then he, they, they forgot to double check their cut, the budget so low. They had the intern push the model out and they didn't do any quality checks. And now all of a sudden they're like, huh? Natural gas demand down. Whoops. Oh no. Uh, they're it's natural gas demands actually up. They just are having their computers fail. All right. What's next? All right. You can trust a lot of never mind. Okay. Uh Ukraine. This one is a little bit our hearts and prayers go out to all the folks in Ukraine. Uh I'm tired of the Ukraine war. Uh, Even as Stuart running Putin's 2024 campaign, he still his his thoughts and prayers are still with Ukraine. Absolutely. I think war the only people that I, I think war is terrible. And I think our administration's looking to get us into one. The Ukraine war zone villagers flee floods after massive dam destroyed. This was a hydroelectric dam that was generating. And if you take a look, Andy, if you would also fly in on this, the map, the Kavoka dam blown up in Ukraine, it's down at the bottom. Michael, if you remember that lake house that you were at in the summer of uh, that's almost looks like the same lake on a map. And there's the dam. But you can see as it's going all the way up to the nuclear power plant, the Zephyrizina uh, nuclear power plant, that's where it gets its water. The cooling towers are funneled out of that that dam up there. Now, if you look and you go from the Kaveka Dam all the way down to Kirsten, that dam now is filling up in between there. Do you remember when we talked about when the war started? This is actually the land bridge now. He's got a geographic. Uh, he's going to be keeping the Russian occupied uh, right over Crimea. This was brilliant by the Russians. So if the Russians are saying they didn't do it, I'm calling a hogwash. The Russians did it in order to keep their land. You don't think it was the same team that got Nord Stream? Oh, come on. Well, you know, the same team might have. What was it? The uh, the, the, the Ukrainian SEALs? Uh, yes, on a yacht, on a um, a sailboat that was as big as my bathtub. It was right. mustard with the candlestick. Right. Uh, the the where this is really going to come into is the U.N. nuclear watchdog said the nuclear power plant upriver on the reservoirs R Russian held bank 
should have enough water to cool its reactor for some months in a separate pond. Okay, cooling a nuclear reactor from a separate pond does not mean it's got water. You have to read between the lines on this. Okay, let's go to the next one here. I got nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, I got nothing. Hey, it's nuclear power, baby. In a war zone. Reactors. Hey, this one I got a little bit of uh, concern on. American Airlines struggles with pilot deficit, grounds 150 aircraft. Will this impact jet fuel demand? Michael, this is not only just in American Airlines pilots. This is across the entire industry. It's also in our military. We're short thousands of pilots for the military. We got planes that can't fly because we don't have any pilots. So when you take a look at American Airlines and they cut 150 airplanes just because they can't man them. Crazy. Now, is what's that going to do? It's going to drive the prices up on the tickets. So people, mm-hmm. less people are going to fly. Yeah. I think fly. the same number of people are still going to fly. It just means that there's going to be fewer flights. What other airlines are also going to ground planes because of not having pilots? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, they claim in this article by 2032, we're going to face a deficit of 80,000 pilots. That's insane. Oh, yeah. 80,000 pilot shortage. Right. Well, you know, the Biden administration wants us to live within 15 minutes of everything that we need. When do planes turn into drones and you have people operating them from not in the cockpit? I'm not getting in one. The pilot's got to be in the seat. uh, You bet. I got. In fact, my dad, I would love to fly. My dad's 90. I would fly with him in two and a half seconds. Well, yeah, over some, yeah, of course, over some of these pilots, they're going to get it. Now I'm with you. So no, I, I'm sorry. It's, as always, the consumer is going to get it in the drive through on this one. What this is going to happen to jet fuel. I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's, 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 it's jet fuel demand is going to go down, but you're also going to see more flights. Jet demand could go up. I think it's a toss up, but I don't you know. know. But that's why the question's there. <laughs> Yeah. Tune in. Email us questions at energynewsbeat.com. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no. I'm going to go build me a nuclear plant, though. Oh, fun. Have fun with that. As we look at oil price finance stuff, I'm 7172 for WTI. Here's we sit at about 641 here on June 6th. Fairly choppy on the day, you know, as, 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 the the sort of at home economic fears are really outshadowing what Saudi's doing, and specifically as we talk about their lollipop, you know, U.S. dollars up to its highest level in ten weeks is against you know a myriad of currencies. You know, we we, we do have an upcoming June meeting with the Fed. The real question is, will they raise interest rates? Will they not? Who knows, Stu? We 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 don't really know. Um, U.S. service sectors had a fairly weak day. We expected some strong numbers out of them, and we, and we did miss projections there. So again, all around the, the at-home economic woes seem to sort of overshadow whatever Saudi does, but uh, they looked to Brent. We did see the EIA or the uh, the API come out and announce that they see about a 1.7 million barrel draw um, from the strategic patrol or from uh, the crude oil reserves. Um, the EIA will confirm or deny that number. Uh, probably as you listen to this, it's out now. So go check EIA.gov if you trust them. Um, but uh, um, <laughs> as we sit now, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that in tomorrow's show. Otherwise, things are, I think, are calm down a little bit. I think people are kind of waiting to see, you know, we're entering the summer where we're relatively, you see a little bit depressed prices. 
meaning that M and A action picks up Q one, Q three. So I think we're in a little a little bit of a stalemate right now, and I think some of the the Q three earnings, Q three will kick up uh, in earnest. But uh, what else should people be scared about, Stu? Be very afraid, as as Yoda would say. <laughs> be very afraid. You will be. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Um, everybody tuning in. Um, we'll let you get out of here. You know, again, email us questions, energynewsbeat.com. But for Stuart, I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Maybe. Maybe.